0: On Racing HQ, Monday's Experts, studying the form of racing's characters.
1: Monday's Experts, have hey, always got the good pity you not put a bet on at the finish of a race.
0: I mean? Yeah, on uh, this Monday, it's an opportunity for us, as I always say, to find out a little bit about the story behind the name. And my guest today, well, we saw him in full flight at Gundagai over the course of the weekend and before that we've seen him regularly come to town with opportunities and have success nick haywood is a young jockey who is very talented at what he does and continues to get winners all the time and it'd be nice to hear a little bit about uh well the journey that he's been on in his life and what's ahead of him he joins me now for a chat on sky sports radio good morning nick Good morning, mate. How are you? Very good, mate. First off, Gundagai on the weekend, mate. Um, gee, it's a, it's, it's a place I've never been. I've driven through Gundagai. I've been there before and had a stop-off, but I've never been to the races there, and everyone tells me to put it on the bucket list.
1: Yeah, for sure. It's a really good country meeting, and everyone gets around it, and they had a really good crowd there on, on the Friday and the Saturday, and um, it's just it's uh, great for the, the whole town, to be honest. They yeah, get a good uh, turnout there.
0: Mate, tell us a little bit about your career, mate, how it all started, and what's your first memory of the horse?
1: Uh, Well, I wasn't into horses originally, and then went to boarding school, and then from then onwards, I didn't really like school, so I started my um, apprenticeship with uh, Peter Clancy, Peter and Erita Clancy, and uh, just moved on from there, and then I moved to my old man, Chris Haywood, and... Then went to um, Peter and Paul's. I had a stint up there, and then um, yeah, that's that's what um, happened.
0: Tell us about. You said that you, there was no interest to the, at the at the start in the horses. Obviously, you know, with your old man and family being around, you would have had some interaction with them. But why do you think there was no interest, and then what what turned the interest? What sparked it?
1: Uh, I guess when you're a bit younger, you sort of you're not um, thinking about. The money side, you are sort of just thinking about what really gets you going. And footy at that stage is what I wanted to do. was play footy, and I was never going to be big enough to do that. And so I had to venture an opposite direction, and then sort of got a bond with a couple of horses, and it sort of fell on from that.
0: Yeah, and do you remember the those horses that you you know fell in love with?
1: Ah, uh, yeah, I had a couple of brumbies back in the day, and. Uh, I fell off them a couple of times and, um, yeah, just from Brumbies and transferred over to Gallopers. And, like I said, my old man, he, he trained from Harden and, and uh, we went from there.
0: We're chatting with Nick Haywood uh, this morning. Nick, what about uh, that first ride, mate? Do you remember your first winner?
1: Um, I remember my first ride. I um, took off before the acceptances at the top of the straight at Cora, and I think I ended up running fourth, so... Went a bit early, but my first winner was at Daniloquin. I can't remember which day it was, but um, yeah, it was my first winner and pretty much it always took me where I had to go. I, I was just a passenger.
0: What was the feeling like, mate, of uh, not only that first ride, but then also that first winning ride? I know you said you're a passenger, but mate, the adrenaline and the. Um, it, it must be just this sort of, you know, almost euphoria inside you. Well, I, th- I
1: think early days, you sort of. Um, you don't appreciate the winners as much as you do as, as you sort of get on throughout the race. And um, especially now, it's, it's pretty hard to get, get a rider, let alone winners. And you, um, you seem to appreciate them a bit more when you get a bit older than when you, when you are younger.
0: When you're riding horses, mate, what have you learnt in your time? Because you've been, obviously, with your old man. You started off at the Clancy's. You went to the Stones. What are the sort of things you've picked up along the way and, and learnt through your craft?
1: You just got to have a lot of patience. Um, you you can't sort of force them to do something they don't want to do. So you've you got to find their little tricks. They all got their little traits about them, and just be a. To be honest, you just got to be a horseman, um, and just learn every day. You, as soon as you think you know, you the next day you've lost it. So you just got to adapt and and learn every day, and every day's a new day, and with horses. You know, one day they're flying and one day they are broken down. So the fair bit goes into it.
0: What about you, yourself, mate? Because you've been through some ups and downs yourself, obviously, with with injury and whatnot. How how tough do you have to be mentally to to come back from that, mate? Because I'm sure there would have been some periods where you would have thought, well, bugger this, I'll go and do something else.
1: Um, yeah, very. so many uh, lows and only a few highs, but... The low sort of makes you appreciate that when you're not in racing and you get disqualified, you, it sort of brings you back to it. You sort of miss it, and, and that gets that hunger back. And as you can see with numerous jockeys, with um, stuff happens, you know they come back a, a better jockey, and that, if anything, they appreciate it more and they, they soak the moments in.
0: They certainly do, mate. What have, what have you found the most difficult part of your career so far?
1: Uh, I'd have to be the wasting part of my career. I've unfortunately I've I've wasted the whole part of my career, and um, it doesn't get any easier. But I think you just get a bit wiser about um, how you approach it.
0: So talk us through it, mate. Because I mean, what is it ten past eleven. So there might be some people listening to this that might be on Smoko on the work side, or I can even see my producer Nick. He's hoeing into a muffin, mate. What's your What's your week? So what What can you What's your limit? You can ride at the minimum.
1: So I rode, I've been riding 57 lately and, um, 56 is probably the bare minimum if I had to ride one in, in a nice race. But, uh, 57's a battle just to get to that. Through the week I, I ride work every day. I ride for Matt Dale, Danny Williams and Scott Collins. And keeps my eye in and, and keeps me busy. So you don't have them days where you're, you're going to get a day off. So you, you go, I'll oh, bugger it. I'll, I'll do nothing but so I do that starts my day off, and then I go home, have a bit of a rest, and then I normally run ten k's with a bit of sweat gear on, and by the end of that, that's that's the day done, and you do it all again.
0: So you're not, you, there's not much intake, there's not much food being eaten.
1: No, like I, I'd, I'd have to say probably mostly picking at food throughout the day, but never do I ever probably have three four meals, big meals a day. Like if I just pick at food that that would be enough for
0: the whole day. What about your um, your water intake and stuff like that, mate? You've got to be careful in terms of how much water you can be having or is is, is water your best friend?
1: Uh, no, I prefer other stuff than water, you could say. <laughs> we but, all do. <laughs> um, it's it's actually funny because you get to a point where you your body sort of lacks a bit of water and you, you go for a week where you just drink water just to replenish the body and and get it back to normal and then, then you find yourself sort of getting away from it but your body pretty much tells you when you're lacking a bit of water and you, once you have a bit of that it um, brings you back to life
0: How tough can it be mate uh, when you have that time off then to, to get back into shape
1: Yeah that's, that's the worst part of, I've, I think it's the worst part of uh, the game is you, you need a week off eventually and just to get away from it and come back hungrier. But geez, it hurts when you come back, when you're jumping your, your first horse, and especially when you've got to cut a bit of weight. It, yeah, it really burns the inside of you.
0: Yeah, I imagine it does. By the way, the voice you're hearing this morning is Nick Haywood, uh, jockey Nick Haywood. We're chatting with him on Monday's Experts on this Monday. Right, now let's talk about some horses. Uh, well, I mean, we can go back in time, you've ridden some really nice horses, mate, but. Uh, First off, the experience you had, obviously, uh, with Mogo, mate. Um, tell us a bit about Mogo Magic.
1: Yeah, he's a bit of a work in process. He's silly mature, but he's in the paddock now, and I think he should come back a better horse, bigger and stronger. And uh, He just, yeah, he's, he's a nice horse going forward. He's obviously won five from six, and in the cosy he sort of got smashed out of the gates, and after that it was just a bit too much for him, so... You think he'd come back in, in better order this preparation, and um, yeah, he's got got a couple more wins up store.
0: From day dot, did he give you the, an unbelievable feel from the first time you set on him?
1: Uh, first time I tried him, he he uh, he was a bit raw. Like you'd, um, I sort of had to hold the breastplate just in case he sort of ducked out underneath me. But he um, he's always showed a bit at home with Scotty and um, what he's done. Obviously, we didn't. It was no surprise to us. We um, we think pretty highly of him, and um, he's done he's done what he's done, and he's done it well.
0: And mate, in regards to obviously other good horses you've ridden, I mean, what would be the best horse in your mind, in your opinion, that you've ridden?
1: Uh, best horse? Um, oh, hopefully I, I haven't ridden it yet. But yeah, um, I thought another one. I've won the country championships on, and. Yep. Um, myself and my partner we um we uh we did a fair bit with him and um so that meant a fair bit to ride him and, and win a couple of races on him but um i've ridden a fair few and i've i've been lucky enough to find one each year and and been able to win a couple of races on and and whatnot but um yeah i, I couldn't name one i like i've ridden red zell track work he's probably the best horse i've ridden track work but uh race day yeah they're all pretty good to me I, as long they win Country jockey you, um, you think they're all champions
0: Well what about this cult you rode for Danny Williams Mate, a gunder guy um, They paid a lot of money for it Japanese bred He he looks very raw You speak of being raw I speak of uh, Crayon Mate, uh, Crayon What type of feel did he give you?
1: Yeah, he's shown a fair bit at home This bloke And he's still a cult He's um, he's out of a Oh, he's well bred I must say uh, Denny speaks very highly of him And uh, we, we thought he was going there And he was going to be hard to beat Probably not his track And I think in time it, To me he'd be a nice miler on a wet track And um, he'll just run the same speed
0: Yeah okay So he's definitely a horse to follow I think so yeah Yeah perfect What about mate It was, must have been great to wear those famous colours Of Mister the, the Tate family mate With Whiskey to Whiskey You rode that of course A guy And that was another sit and steer for you
1: yeah, I don't mind them sitting and steer jobs. But <laughs> I think that's the first time I actually met uh, Mr Tate. And he was um, no, he's, he's pretty wrapped with the win, and obviously he's from there too, so uh, yeah. it wouldn't matter a fair bit for him.
0: Exactly right. And also looking at your other winners, Arthur the Great, who she's been a great supporter of yours, Donna Scott. I remember you went and rode for her one day at Flemington. You've sort of got opportunities from her all through your career.
1: Yeah, Donna, she's been great. Um He's a bit of a work in process as well, that horse. He's, he's not the easiest horse to get going on the track and, and bowl off. So um, he, he makes you, you earn your your paycheck there, but he, he's been improving very quickly and he looks like he's going to be a nice sprinter.
0: We're chatting with Nick Hayward this morning. Nick, what about young people coming through that want to get involved with racing, want to become apprentice jockeys, whether they be male or female? You've been through the system. You obviously know how difficult it can be too with, obviously, your weight and wasting. What advice would you give youngsters coming through? If we had you in front of a class of apprentice kids, what advice would you give them?
1: Uh, That's a good question, that one, actually. um, Probably just enjoy it. Enjoy the first bit of riding, don't sort of worry about too much about riding winners, just go out there and, and, and soak it up and learn as much as you can, watch the good jockeys, watch the good horses and and just absorb um, absorb a lot of information and I think if you go that way and you know be dedicated you've got to sort of it's, you can't be um, 50-50 in this game you've got to be 100% you know, I'm riding, that's it. So you, you've got to give up your social, bit of a social sh- side of it, but um, in the end it can be very rewarding.
0: And I guess in terms of your peers or, you know, people that you've ridden against or even people, you, I mean, who did you look up to as, as a young kid riding? Who did you want to model yourself on, so to speak?
1: Well, at the start, because I, I didn't really know a lot about the game, I I didn't know what I was doing. So I um, then I worked it out and I, I just followed all the good jockeys and and, and sort of took what they took out and they all got their different aspects, what, what they do good. And um, I sort of just pieced and put a couple of jigsaw pieces together and sort of figured out a way that uh, worked for myself.
0: Yeah, that's fantastic, mate. What about the future? Obviously um, with uh, a, a family mate and a partner and... You know, it's it. Time flies. So, what's what's your plan, or, or what have you? Have you started thinking about what you'd like to achieve? Are you wanting to sort of, you know, continue to cement yourself, mate, as a as a top country jockey? To you must see, like, what what a bloke like Danny Beasley's doing and other jocks, and going, you know, look, we can, you know, have saddle, we'll travel, we'll travel around, we'll get a quid, and then do you want to, you know, buy more houses? Do you want to? What do you want to do, mate? Uh, like.
1: I'd be, be lo- I love to probably ride for a couple more years and, and keep consistency which um that's what I sort of idle myself on is being consistent each season and which is hard to do at the moment. But um yeah, just being consistency and and learn, just keep learning as much as I can and I um I'm not sure what I'll probably do when I give it up. But um I Would- might might train one day or Yeah go on partnerships with someone, but um, I I probably don't want to ride till I'm, like, 50 and someone's got to tap me on the back and say, look, mate, I think you should give up. I'd rather go out the way I want to go out, so.
0: Exactly right. And, mate, um, so I I guess that's where I was angling. Would you go in down that training path? Because you're obviously um, not only a very good jockey, but you seem like a very good horseman as well. You've learned a lot.
1: Um, Yeah, I wouldn't mind to, but it's just got to be... Obviously, you've got to have a good um, good owner backing you and with plenty of money and everything's got to just work out perfect to do it. So, um, yeah, I don't know. i would probably go on partnerships with someone just for the start and probably learn a bit off them and then you never know. I'll work it out from there.
0: Yeah. And, mate, what about away from the track, mate? What's, uh, I mean, we talk about jockeys uh, you know, having little hobbies here and there and doing it. Well, what, if, if, we, if you're not at a racetrack, mate, where are you?
1: Uh, no, nah, I think that's probably it. You've hit a tee on the head. It's it's got much more than racing for me, unfortunately. Yeah. I, um, you know, it's not a day that goes by I don't jump on that scale. So I'm always um, watching my weight and want to be as good as I possibly can and, yeah. and and be a better person.
0: What about what about have you got an outlet, mate? Like, do you go fishing? Have you got, do you like you know? Do you like going shooting or what? Is there is there anything away from racing?
1: I'm uh, not really. No, I'd. If anything, it'd probably be just when I go for a run and I run with no music on, and just, you know, you, you, your mind goes wild. So um, I just, that sort of clears my mind and, and gets me going.
0: Mate, that is sensational. Um, last question. I ask every single person this, mate. What would you say if you were standing there in front of an 18 year old Nick Hayward? What, what advice would you give him?
1: Well, I don't know where to start I've stuffed a couple of stuff up here and there But I feel like I'm, I'm on the right track now but, um, I'd say a lot of people didn't think I'd get this far So um, through dedication and hard work I, I feel like that's why I'm, I'm still riding today
0: Pleasure talking to you, mate um, lo- Love seeing you ride Look forward to seeing you soon, mate, at the racetrack When I'm down that way And uh, hopefully you can get that good horse awesome MoGo Magic back, mate And have some fun with him
1: no, thank you very much. Appreciate it.
0: Cheers, mate. Nick Hayward this morning. On Monday's experts, we'll take a break. Back soon.